Hey, it's Bilal Bakani. Stomping Grounds just finished. I got my boy Daniel Mantel. 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 <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll change up for tonight's podcast. How about that? What's good, everyone? What's good? What's good? What's the What's the Twitter DM? Uh, DM underscore cool. And also, I have one for my radio show, which is called Cool Radio. That one is at Cool Radio CC. And I'm at Bilal V87. Uh, and as always, we go right to the money. Uh, Seth Rollins defending his universal title against Baron Corbin and we found out the guest referee was Lacey Evans which I thought was quite brilliant yeah. um, and as the guest first crack what did you think? Yeah so when it comes to the special guest referees I keep my expectations very low because I feel like I've seen everything at this point but then him bringing out Evans I thought to myself well what correlation does she have but then I realized okay A she's a woman so yep. Seth is gonna unleash his chair wrath on her and B he can't unleash his chair wrath he could he could but he's not going to yeah uh, but also B there's the the connection between her and Becky Lynch just having a match earlier in the match them being rivals to a certain extent so that leaves the opportunity for Becky to come in and save the day if she so chooses to so I thought when when, when all that came together I'm like oh okay I said all right not bad not bad touche WWE touche and, you know, I kept thinking Brock was going to cash in because we saw the segment earlier in his locker room where mm-hmm. Heyman came out as a possible referee and it didn't happen. And I'm just like, okay, Brock's going to come out. He's going to cash in. And instead, what we kind of got was Becky came in and, mm-hmm. you know, John Cone, who's quote-unquote <coughs> screwed him uh, right. last time, came back and he got the title back. You know, I, I, I sort of said to you, this was good, excruciating at times. Right. But entertaining and I think I give WWE credit we're sitting here at 10.22 yeah surprisingly they didn't, dra- they didn't drag the card out and I think a shorter card is probably a good card as, as we'll continue to run through this yeah um, so the WWE title match uh, Kofi Kingston retained against Dolph Ziggler and I'll, yep. I'll let you do the, dis- the description because I right. was very happy but I think you were happier with that yeah I was extremely happy not just because Kofi won and like I had full confidence that Kofi was going to win yep. but how he won <laughs> and ironically enough we were talking about this before the match started my disdain for steel cage matches yep. because of the stipulation of either pinfall or you have to escape the cage or submission or submission yeah mm-hmm. depending on how they call it really but anyways that's besides <laughs> the point um, and I thought to myself like if you escape the cage then like that leaves very little suspense like why, yeah. why, why not just do that at the, at the jump but what they did or what Kofi did rather was he noticed that Dolph was slowly but gradually making his way towards the exit so this guy did a suicide dive to make sure that his body mm-hmm. touched the floor first before mm-hmm. Dolph and I thought that was brilliant because it's a play to uh, Kofi's athleticism. We've always seen him in the Royal Rumble match how he's always avoided getting both feet on the ground by doing the most crazy-like things. Ironically enough, he wanted to get his feet on the ground this time this time around. So I thought that was an amazing play. I've never seen that before in the steel cage match. So I thought it was good on Kofi that he decided to make his his feats of athleticism that much more innovative in this regard. And I, I just love, you know, you see Ziggler, and he basically falls out of the ring right after Kofi goes through. Right. And, and this whole match was good. You know, Kofi was using the cage. He almost didn't act as much a, a, of a face. He just was desperate to try to get out of this. Right. And I think it kind of played into the narrative of the match. Right. Um, and this was just excellent. You know, I told you I was surprised Ziggler had gone this far in this feud. I think very easily you could have gone back to Owens or Sami Zayn. Right. Um, but this was great. And uh, I think we were talking even, you know, I want to see now Randy Orton and, and Kingston. And I think that's right. where they should go next. Um, but this is great. And I, I loved it. 
Uh, let's move over to, you know, maybe another big surprise on this night. Uh, and I really think overall this was a surprisingly good card, so I give it up to WWE. Even though we didn't get Bray Wyatt, which I was wanting throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricochet defended his U.S. title against Samoa Joe. And once again, you and I were marking out <coughs> on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. A, what a great match. But B, you know, how great to see Ricochet. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe he's not quite ready for this, but do you really believe he can grow with this title? Absolutely, 100%, especially if he's going to have a long series with Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe, from what I've noticed during his main roster run with WWE, he's been used as somewhat of like a launching pad for other superstars, whether they're veterans or up-and-coming guys. And I think that's the role that he's kind of comfortable with right now. I'm not sure if he wants to elevate it that much further, but he's very good at making his opponents look very strong. And I think this is going to be the type of match where Ricochet will, will grow not only as a wrestler, but as a character as well. And I would love to see some promo, more promo battles between him, uh, between uh, Rico and, and Samoa Joe, mainly because... His promo skills, him, I'm referring to Rico, they're yep. not as strong. So I feel like him bouncing off of Samoa Joe will only help him get better. Very similar to how when Roman Reigns had his promo battles with John Cena. Even though John Very Cena simple. like verbally whooped his ass, he definitely made him a lot better level. since then. Same thing with AJ Styles as well. So I feel like the same thing can potentially happen to Ricochet. But this is a great win. It's a very unexpected win as well. I don't think either of us expected him getting the title tonight. Yeah, so good I on him. It. And uh, I agree with you. I don't know. Maybe you give him a manager. Maybe you don't. But I, I agree. He can only get better from this point. He's not going to regress. So I'm happy with it. <coughs> right. Another one. Now, this one I, I was more sort of feeling at you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Drew Gulak taking the Cruiserweight title from Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. This was on the pre-show. It should have been on the main card. Right. Uh, but what a great, like one of the best wrestling matches of the night. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. Actually, I think it's it's very rare that you have a, a pre-show match that gets a crowd hot. Like people are just starting to come into their seats at that time and what have you. But this match got people hot, and it's probably a match that involves people that the general WWE fan base isn't really that familiar with. So the fact that they were able to get them out of the seats with a lot of the uh, the antics and the and the feats of athleticism that were involved in this match were really good. And I wasn't expecting Gulak, of all people, to come out with the victory because when you think about the cruiserweight division, he's probably one of the last people you think about. You think about Tony Meese because he's super athletic. You think about Akira Tozawa because he's super charismatic. And Gulak, he kind of fits into the narrative of the quote-unquote vanilla midget, so to speak. So it was very unexpected for him to get the victory, but I think it's a much-deserved victory seeing how he was one of the original eight uh, when the cruiserweight division started. Yeah, great point. And and so technically gifted and Mm -hmm. has dealt with Enzo, has dealt with Kendrick, has Mm -hmm. dealt with uh, Gentleman Jack. He's had all these different iterations of his character. He fought with uh, Cedric as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's done all these things, and it, it was sort of <coughs> inevitable in a way. But you know, it was getting to the point where we didn't know if he was going to get it. Yeah, he um, paid we'll, his dues. We'll speed up here because we're almost at the ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, I know we got a little over something in the world, but just keep it going. Right. Uh, another great match. We saw the Planet's Champions Daniel Bryan and uh, Big Redwood there. Uh, Eric Rowan, I almost yeah. forgot his name, <laughs> defending against Heavy Machinery. The, I think yeah. this was a better match than mm-hmm. we had forecasted, and a closer match than we had forecasted. Mm-hmm. But you know. I, I think it's the right thing to keep the titles on the planet, if I, you will. I think so. And what I found interesting was that um, I didn't realize that the uh, that um, the the match was so close to Daniel Bryan's hometown. So he was getting a lot of oh, that, yeah. that that face that face um, not face heat, but like face energy. I guess you want to yep. call it. So I think it was a little weird for Heavy Machinery to kind of operate under those circumstances because yep. they they're used to be being the baby faces. Yeah, they didn't happened. change anything, right? But given what was given to them as far as the circumstances, they I think they held their own. 
Yeah, well said. And weird that this was right after the Ricochet thing. It just made you, there's no way they're going to flip two titles back to back. Right. Uh, Bailey defended her women's title against <coughs> Alexa Bliss. Uh, the big spot here, of course, was Nikki was sort of, uh, there was a crossbody where Bailey hit Nikki. And I guess Nikki just lost her mind and that somehow got her to prevent Alexa mm-hmm. from hitting the Bliss or the whatever the, her finisher is. I don't even remember. Right. Uh, this was a weird one. Like, it was a good match, but the finish was a little convoluted, I felt. Right. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a probably the best way to describe it actually because if you think Twisted about it, bliss. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, cause, yeah, definitely a good way to describe it. I think what happened initially was because Nikki is a very mentally unstable character, yep. and she let her emotions get the best of her because of the fact that she got assaulted by by Bailey, so she wanted to get her revenge naturally, and that's what led to the confusion, and that's what led to Bailey t- uh, taking advantage of the moment. So. Um, I, that's the finish that I expected that would happen, and I feel like the dynamic between Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, they're going to draw it out even further. It may come to a head at, at SummerSlam, potentially, but they're going to draw out just that much more further. And a match, I don't want them to draw any further, but I think they're going to, right. was the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch defending against Lacey Evans. Obviously, this played into the main event. Right. Um, but this <laughs> match itself really made me think that this is, we're reaching the limits of what Lacey can do in this spot. Right. Um, and there were some botches. Yeah. But it was okay, I guess. Yeah. It was passable. It was all right. It's nothing that we haven't seen already between these two. And me personally, I feel like I'm ready to move. I'm ready for Becky to move on to a different opponent. Yeah. Uh, Lacey, I get it. She's very charismatic. She has her dare- character down, down pat to a T. Knows how to talk on the mic. But I don't think she's ready for the main event spot yet. Yeah. I feel like it would have been better for her to kind of work her way up the ranks, and then a few months after the fact, then potentially get yourself into the title picture. But this match with uh, Becky, it proved that. She's not ready to be at that spot consistently yet. Yeah, and she peed with the the handkerchief in her mouth. Yeah, like they're that, just yeah. drawing at straws almost at this point. Yeah, uh, now you're just going for shock value at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's just lazy. Uh, shocked us, but lazy nevertheless. Yeah. Uh, a couple quick things, and we're almost out of here. Ko and Sami Zayn defeated the New Day. A little bit of a surprise to many, mm-hmm. uh, but a fantastic match. Uh, both of these tag teams look great. I'd mm-hmm. love to see them both in tag title contention at some point. I thought this right. was one of the still one of the better matches of the night. Yeah, it was a solid match. Like there was a lot of near finishes as well. Like there are general there were moments that I generally thought, okay, this match is over. It's a wrap. But no, like they, they beat the three count on multiple occasions. And it just showed the ring savvy of all four competitors as well. And I feel like when it comes to uh, Woods in particular, yeah. he's arguably one of the best storytelling wrestlers in the ring. Like he knows how to tell a story in the ring, whether it's with his facial expressions or his body movements. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he is a wizard at that, in my opinion. Last two things. <laughs> um, quickly, the. Mustafa Ali had this promo where these people had these problems and just by Mustafa Ali showing up, yeah. all their problems were gone. This was, it felt like a Disney Plus promo to me. Right. Uh, like, I, I don't know, is, is that kind of where you are And this? It just seemed like, I'm glad he's getting some sort of push, but this yeah. is like the weirdest thing they could have done. Yeah, it felt like I was like watching like a Fox Kids Saturday morning cartoon back in the day <laughs> or something. Um, I like the idea, I just don't like the execution. Yeah. Like, if you want to show him as a guy who's been around... You know, the worst of the worst type of conditions, him growing up in Chicago or what have you. I get it. Like, explore that do deeper. Do a documentary. Don't do this. Yeah, don't do that. Like, this garbage. This looks super contrived. Like, yeah. I would have preferred somewhat of a documentary-esque yeah. type of promo. But don't do this where you have a guy who's about to beat a woman or you mm-hmm. have someone who wants to drink that last drip of his 40 ounce. I mean, it's a little contrived. Like, be more genuine with it. 
Finally, and this was definitely the worst of the night, uh, Roman Reigns took on Drew McIntyre. And truthfully, because, you know, we had to get food and stuff, this was the match we pretty much watched on double speed almost the entire way through with a couple exceptions. And I don't feel bad about that at all. Um, and this like, and I know there's already a handicap match Shane has made on mm. Raw or SmackDown. Who knows where it's going to be? Right. Uh, this is really like enough of this. I want to see maybe these two guys go to different brands and go into the upper echelon of feuds because they could do it. But yeah. just I don't want to see these two fight each other again. Like, how many times do we need to see these guys fight again? And uh, and the promo at the end of it was Shane talking about how they're going to see him on Monday night. And yeah. It's, there like, you go. it's like guys, put it to rest already. Like, put it to the back of the shed. Put the bullet behind it and lay it to rest. It's a wrap. It's over. Yep. Like, I get... Like, if this is a way to distract Roman Reigns from the title picture for X amount of time, I get it. Because, of course, I want to see Kofi as, uh, as a champion for as long as possible. Yep. But bring in another feud at this point, man. And the whole authority thing, like, it's getting old. It's getting tired. Like, on to the next. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, DM, what's the Twitter handle again? Uh, DM underscore cool, just for my personal account. And then cool radio CC for my radio account. Follow them both. You might get two follow-backs. Exactly, you can follow man. me at BilalV87. Two for one. Pleasure as always, and uh, we'll see you for another pay-per-view soon. Let's do it. Thanks, man.